Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my film fiend of a co-host, Mozzie. And today, we're talking about pass catchers. Not the big beefy ones, but the mostly littler ones in the wide receivers. How are you feeling about this class? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to be that guy that just agreed with everybody else. That there's not really a great wide receiver class. And... You know what? Okay, there's no really, like, amazing prospects. There are no Justin Jeffersons or Jamar Chases or Julio Joneses. I think there's a lot of second and third round slot guys that are really good at what they do, and they're probably going to be great second or third receiving options. There just aren't a whole lot of wide receiver ones, if any. Yeah, that's kind of where it's at. I think <laughs> there are two to four, maybe five. I think, okay, there are a lot of guys who like their upsides there, but if we're playing realistically, probably two or three yeah. of these guys. Um, So is your number one JSN? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I like we, were, we were <laughs> having this like, talk. It's... I don't want to say that JSN is my favorite wide receiver, He's... or at least, or at least my number one wide receiver. I can say someone else is my favorite, but yeah, that's the way to put it. <laughs> is I just I kept looking for the other receivers for one that really jumped out that I really liked, and it's it's nothing against JSN. He's just kind of boring. <laughs> He's really good at what he's he so does. He's so good. He's amazing at the things he, like, his strengths, he is, like, top-notch at. And, like, my comp's Michael Thomas, your comp's Cup. So, like, we think he's going to be really good. And, like, he's a guy who should probably have a long career. He falls in that mold of a guy who could get 100 catches a year for a couple of years. Like, he's just, <laughs> it's, it's like we recognize he's good, but the things he's good at, do not entertain us, I guess. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, you want your number one wide receiver to be like A.J. Brown when he was coming out. I remember he was my number one that year. Or, um, you know, Jamar Chase. And then you're looking at this like, this guy in last year's draft would have been probably wide receiver four or five. And it would have been a great option. It just feels mm -hmm. weird to put him as the number one guy. He, I'm trying to like... When I was looking at him, I'm like, oh, I could see if the Chargers want to move on from Keenan Allen soon. He would be like a perfect, he he would be a perfect replacement for Keenan Allen. Or if the Saints want to draft him to replace Michael Thomas, like another great replacement option. So I, I think we're like Minnesota to replace Thielen. Those are, those are a couple of like things where I think we have these guys who have been like mainstays as like slot guys or like high catch total guys. And that's, he's... Super good route runner. Okay, well, let me, let me like talk good about him so it doesn't sound like we're bad because right. we're not. It's just like we just weren't. 
you're boring. Yeah, we, we just weren't, you know, turned on. We weren't, we weren't excited. We weren't feeling frisky. It was just like, this guy's really good. Like, it's he, very good vanilla ice cream. <laughs> like supremo vanilla bean. There we go. That's right. the way to put it. Like some really top-notch vanilla bean. He's got a breakout age of like 19, play next to Wilson and Olave. That's great. He has the OSU, OSU receptions record, uh, receiving yards record for season and game. Um, pretty large margins on those, especially the 347 yards in a game, um, which is insane. The way he runs kind of cracks me up. For some reason, he looks kind of weird when he runs. I think you mentioned that before we recorded, too. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's goofy. Yeah. He. Uh, the only actual knock on him is that he doesn't have like the top-end speed, but he's definitely fast enough to be a really good receiver in the nfl his his hands his catch technique are just absolutely pristine like it's perfect like that that's that's the thing with him is his route running is really good he's got like perfect hands and catch technique so the the hands technique and like catch technique and how you like attack the ball when it's coming to you those are like that i railed on uh Corderell, or not Corderell. <laughs> reading the doc um Cortland's uh Cortland Sutton for that like because oh, he yeah. had terrible catch technique coming out he's gotten better at it but like having that already makes you like an instant contributor and this is a guy who's young still has room to get better and like grow at this so he uh when he and again this isn't his the knock like I said is the lack of the top end speed so it's not gonna be like a DK or Waddle who's gonna house it but like once you're inside 30 yards ish i'll say he's live every play because of how well he gets open and how well he can catch the ball extract the ball so again i think the the cut michael thomas comes in here lots of catches lots of touchdowns so yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there he's got really really good hands and i agree his catch technique is excellent um which is kind of a problem for a lot of the guys in this oh, draft. <laughs> he also got to play good corners and did well, which yeah. I can't say. That's us. like <laughs> that's the biggest thing in his favor putting him over the top is we saw him beat and win in NFL situ NFL type situations against like top-notch talent and that's pretty much the only guy who did that. Yep. A lot of these guys aren't from like huge name schools which you know isn't like a necessity but it makes it harder to evaluate so i was looking at like options um i was just like because i started listing like fits and who i think is like likely to get him because he's probably the first receiver off the board he might not be but i would assume he is yeah um i think some of the fits that made the most sense were like um houston with their second pick um like, if Arizona trades down. Um, some of these teams, like, if they trade up from the second would make a lot of sense. Like, Atlanta, if they have, like, a later pick they use on him, like, trading back in. Or if they trade down, so. Atlanta would actually make a lot of sense for him. Yeah, because, like, they need... They've got Pitts and London. They need a guy like JSN, I think, Yeah, he's kind of what they need. Yeah, I think... Uh, again, I talked about Boyd replacements some before we started recording. I think... If Cincinnati, what if Cincinnati got him? Like they traded up for him, <laughs> that would be just a lot of fun, I think. But I, I think Houston is probably the one that made the most sense to me with their second pick. So, because when's when's their second pick in the first round? Because they have two, right? It's at twelve, I think. Yeah, so I think I think that's a pretty realistic spot. It might be a little early, but I think that's that makes sense. 
yeah, that's pretty much where they assume he's going to go, is that 10 to 15 range in the first. Mm. Yeah, like Tennessee makes a lot of sense too, so. Yeah. Someone could trade up, though, and grab him. I mean, you might as well, if you don't love any other wide receiver in the class. Mm-hmm. So... Speaking of loving wide receivers, I'm gonna let's go to the guy who I think excites us both the most, uh, in Zay Flowers, who, even if we don't have him number one on like you know ranking, I think like it's one of those things where we want to say he is our number one, but it's like the recognition of okay, just because JSN's not as exciting doesn't mean he's not better. It's just right. Zay's our favorite to watch. He's definitely my favorite of the group. Mm-hmm. and probably the guy I believe the most in. He um, He's pretty muscular. He had a before and after picture where he had clearly rocked up. I I want to say <laughs> he's going to try to be around 185 uh, playing like his play strength and maybe a little bit more. He's 5'9", so he's a little bit shorter, but he's really compact. He reminds me so much of Antonio Brown. I know that... Yeah, dude. <laughs> Some people will hate that because, you know, that guy's a colossal piece of shit. But as a football player, he reminds me a lot of him. He destroys corners anchor. Like, their ankles are broken. They're broken. They're gone. Yep. He's got jitter, but he's also really fast. What I love the most, though, is he has that Ocho Cinco thing where he (laughs) loves just having fun. That's kind of a decent comp, too, like blending that in. Yeah, some of the ways that he messes with corners, you can't really teach. You either do it or you don't. Like, yeah, he's the kind of guy. There's one play I was telling you earlier where he he's running right towards the corner and then he drops his head down and like hunches over, and the corner's like, "What the hell is he doing?" and kind of like flinches over, and then he just shoots his body back into a straight line and zips past him. He's just laughing the whole way, makes an easy catch. Like, he just messes with receivers. He's insanely quick. I think Mm. that he's probably one of the hardest to try and cover. Um, You need somebody like Revis, not like a Hall of Fame-level cornerback, but somebody who doesn't bite, and that's the Mm -hmm. first guy I think of, is someone who's just very quiet and doesn't bite on it and just knows the route for what it is. Because he just... If you are... I don't know, a corner that flinches at any kind of subtle movement, he's just going to burn you. I love that you invoked Ocho Cinco and Revis mm-hmm. on the uh, on the Shannon Sharp podcast. Um, I think it's called like Club Shay Shay. He had Ocho Cinco on, and Ocho said his least favorite corner to face was Darrell Revis. He's <laughs> like, man, he would never, ever talk to me. Like, because that yep. was the thing. Like, he tried to get him talk. He's like, He's like, and he looked so lame. He's like, he didn't, he looked so uncool. He's like, he looked like I one know. of those mannequins, like with the socks weird. Like, is he just saying he was like not swaggy at all and just wouldn't say a word? But he, like, Darrell knew that would piss Ocho Cinco off. So, like, exactly. those were Ocho's worst games were against Revis, which I <laughs> find, find hilarious. Um, he wouldn't bite on little subtle movements because he knew the route and he mm-hmm. would just, you know, stay calm and be patient and wait. And it w- it was very effective. <laughs> yeah but anyway it. yeah so back, back to zay though I, i'm glad you said like zips because zippy was like my word to describe him mm-hmm. it's the yeah the way he moves is just like zip, 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 like like not, not like a b but sort of like a b uh-oh ah get got it, it. <laughs> there it is yeah he he's really he's really solid um he's got i'm not I, 
almost every guy in this class outside of JSN has like some hands issues, but I think Zay's are Zay's hands are pretty solid. Um, I like his routes a lot. He's got like a lot of good subtle moves, like you mentioned. Um, oh yeah, like he's got that edge to him that you need to play. He he's so intense. He has that uh, kind of like. You know, I talk about like, like Javante and like Damian Pierce, or like Ke- like even like Keontae Ingram to a different extent, like or Justin Jackson. Those guys who play just like like they're full of electricity. That's kind of Zay Flowers for me. Oh, he goes a hundred percent every single play. Yeah, and he he's fast and he uses his speed properly. Like yeah. he he uses his speed and his quickness properly in his routes. Like set guys up. Like I said, give those wiggles, those weird moves, and just burn past them. Like once he realizes they bit so yep and he's feisty yeah i i, me- I had to mention Dotson in here a bit too as because small guy who plays above his size we just we just had Dotson kind of fit in that category and he doesn't have like the the same like ups the same acrobatic ability as Dotson, but he he can go after like contested balls a lot better than some of the other guys in this class who are on the smaller side yeah, he's. I think he's probably my favorite wide receiver of the yeah. group. He also had the shittiest quarterback play. I think he does deserve that award of shittiest quarterback to still produce with. Yeah, he had, like, multiple guys, and they all sucked the whole time. <laughs> and, like, he went to Boston College, and he stood out and just dominated constantly. So, he, he was, didn't he return punts, too? I can't remember if he did or not. But he would get, like, handoffs and stuff as well. They were just trying to get the ball all the time. He was dominating these guys, like, these lesser talents. And he just, he stuck out. And not all these guys at these schools that aren't OSU didn't always stick out. And so I think that's kind of important. Yeah. Where would you like to see him land? Where, where do you think is, like, a good fit for him? So there's a number of teams that I think work for this. I was kind of looking at, you know, bottom half of the first round is where he might get taken. Are you going to say the Chiefs? I was going to say the Chiefs is one. I was also going to say the Bills. Yeah, they they could probably use him too. I think there are a lot of teams that could really use his his talents. There are plenty of teams. I think, honestly, that's, and I don't know about exact role. I, th- I think he can play outside, by the way. I think that's worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, he definitely I don't know can. if... I don't know if a lot of this class can play reliably outside. I think Zay can. And I was going to mention, honestly, the Giants as an option. I think that's a pretty good option, too. Because they need someone who can play outside. Because they only <laughs> have slot receivers. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. There are definitely a lot of teams that should should take a hard, long look at him. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said hard, long. Maybe because we're talking about AB. What? Anyway, what? next up. <laughs> um... <laughs> Who do you want to go to next? Should we just go down our dock? We could go to Addison, I think. Yeah, go up to him. Kind of similar vein, I guess. So his story is kind of weird. He started at Pitt with Pickett and then transferred to USC when Pickett left. And he was good all three years, especially like statistically, but he went ham in 2021. Just to kind of explain his uh, his movement. All, again, a lot of guys are going to have transfers, going to be weird stuff because of the COVID years or so. We'll have to account for weird situations. So where, where are you at on Jordan Addison? I'm really not sure how I feel about him. He does some blocking, so that's good. He's really good in his route running. I think he's going to make it work. 
it's honestly he has a little bit of Bryce Young syndrome, which is just it's there, but he needs to hit, get it needs to hit the gym. He needs to do some squats. Dude, he's 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 too weak. That yep. sounds mean to say, but that he is got his a problem. Flat booty. <laughs> and and I actually think so his pit tape is really good. And I almost yeah. feel like going to USC might have hurt his draft stock a little bit. His 2021 yeah. was really good, but this past year, they have they're going to be pumping out by the way. So many good wide receivers in the next year or two. Um USC that is. And I think the part that I didn't like is that he didn't stand out to me on that team. Yeah. With the other wide receivers that were there, he felt like the third option. And I just I think that he's really good at all of the wide receiver things. He's really good at, you know, cutting and creating separation. Um, he does snatch the ball out of the air, even though sometimes he does do the body catch. He has shown that he has good catch technique when it's when he wants to. I just uh I think that is what hindered my love for him was just that I'm watching USC and it was more interesting to me when Mario Williams and I think it's uh Jerry Rice's son. Oh wow. Were also there. <laughs> Mario and, Williams looked really good by the way when I like saw him come up. I'm like, who's this guy? Right. So like he just didn't wow me like the other wide receivers did and it made me not think like a lot of him even though I like I don't know, I guess mechanically he's very sound. He has production. Yeah, he's just so if you're going to be undersized, you need to be really, really good. And like Devonta, Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. he can get away with being smaller. One, he's definitely stronger. And two, he is so good at everything else that like, it's okay. Like he can, he can make up for his lack of beef by being really awesome at everything else. I don't think Addison is at that level. So like he just, he needs to get stronger. Like, He's not going to be able to get off press well, shed guys well. So when we see, you know, cornerbacks who can go at his arms, like right at the catch, break it up. Um, when he does block, he can't like push guys. Like the want is there. Like he'll get in front of them and like basically like run around and try to stay in front of him, but he can't get enough push for the most part. Like, there were times where USC, like, would use him to block, but, like, there was also, like, there were plenty of times I saw him just on the opposite side of, like, the run, too, just trying to hide him as well. It might have might have just been the games I saw, but he he doesn't have the ability to, like, get away from the physicality enough if his speed isn't doing it for him. And he's fast, but he's not, he's not elite fast. He's pretty fast, but he's not, like, fast yeah, but- enough to say, hey, it's okay that you're not that strong. Yeah, if you're going to be 173, you need to be in the, you know, 4-3 to 4-4 range. Yeah, I think he was like 4-4-2 four, four, or 4-4, four, four, but like, like, you want to be like 4-3-3 three, three if you're that. I keep calling him weak and it sounds mean, but right. it, it's how it is. Um, positives, though, like I, I agree. I like his catch technique for the most part. Um, again, when he's not body catching. He knows how to like use his hand to the catch point, like just the balls. He's got good yak and like so he he's like he's a punt returner. And that's always a good sign. A lot of times punt returners can like translate that skill to the NFL. Hence the yak there. He's got the late hands too, which I like. Basically not tipping it off to 
the corner when the ball's coming in. But again, I just wasn't I wasn't loud. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. He does not amaze me in a lot of ways. It doesn't mean I think he's going to be bad. It's just he needs to do squats. <laughs> he needs to do some oh, squats. <laughs> so let's go on to some bigger guys, though. Let's go to Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Again, who I'm always going to say Johnson or Johnston. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> but um, he was a tough eve out. Some of these, like, bigger guys were sort of tough evals and again a lot of this class okay college defenses are fucking garbage my dude <laughs> right like, <laughs> I'm like is it just some of these schools like are these guys as good are these offenses that created or i'm like i think my conclusion is these defenses are just garbage because there are so many busted coverages or wide open guys because there's never a safety back i'm like are these coaches just dense like i don't know <laughs> so anyway quentin johnson go ahead I know what you mean. I had the same thing when I was evaluating him. I'm like, this guy's just like wide the fuck open. Yeah, him and Hyatt, all the man. time. Yeah, Hyatt's I think might be even worse. I don't know. Uh, but there was like it made it really tough to evaluate him because there was so much tape that's like that's just not a realistic NFL scenario. So I yeah. don't know what takeaway I can get from that. Um, there was nothing really that screamed to me like don't draft this guy. But I didn't have a whole lot of positives for drafting him either. We talked a little bit about this. He has really good acceleration in getting separation, like in the short yardage game. But he has really poor acceleration in the long run. Uh, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> like, I, he might just need, like, like, literally he might need, like, a speed coach or a running coach. And I think he really does need a good coach because... My biggest complaint with him is that he doesn't play very big for one of the bigger receivers in the draft. Like, he's not very physical. He gets, like, taken down by arm tackles. His his play style was kind of weird. It was hard to describe to me. Like, I didn't want to say lumbering, because I don't think that's accurate. But when he's trying to accelerate vertically, lumbering's kind of accurate. And that's, like, when he gets taken down easily is when he's, like, got the ball, trying to turn up field, but, like, goes, tries to go straight instead of moving side to side. Because he can move laterally quickly, too, which is the weirdest fucking part of all this. Like, right. he has the, the top-end speed, for especially for a size. Like, his, he's not, like, a burner burner, but he's super fast for how big he is. And he can move laterally. But I, I don't – his inability to accelerate upfield right away kills him. I think in a couple areas. I think he really, really needs a good wide receiver coach because hmm. he has a number of things that I could use some help. Um, he has a pretty long release. It's hmm. not terrible, but it's not great. He's really good against zone, but against press, yes, it, it yeah. struggles pretty, pretty badly. I'm he does gator arm a bit too, but I have hmm. seen him do the full extension. I have. There is tape of him fully extending his arms, <laughs> that, yeah, the... making the catch, but I don't think it's a a natural instinct for him. That's that's concerning then, because like, yeah, the the catching was the inconsistent. If his catching was top notch and it was consistent, I'd feel a lot better about him. But there are enough holes where I like have concern. I when my comp was Corderell, and I don't, I said, but in a good way. But I do think there are some of the issues that come into play. Like, if he 
can't catch consistently enough. Um, just the, he like looks like Corderell kind of on the field <laughs> in a weird way too. Yeah. The uh, I think having the right fit and like you said, a good receiver coach will be huge for him because if he gets to a team and they ask him to do everything right away, he's gonna fail. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. He's really good, like you said, like against zone, like with the yak stuff. Like they would, they would pretty much give him the DK route tree. I mean, he's not a DK, like he's not as fast. He doesn't have the hands, but they gave him like quick stuff, like slants, and then they'd say, "Hey, we're gonna have you run across the field." Like you and Max are gonna run the same direction, <laughs> and you're gonna get open. He's gonna toss it to you five or ten yards, and you're just gonna turn up field and go. And that worked a good amount of the time, or go deep and he was really really good deep that's the thing like he bailed out max a bunch of times he did he was he was better at getting open deep than he was like intermediate i think and like short because he was able to get up to top speed and once he's at top speed he has a lot of like pretty good like subtle wiggles and stuff to like get open like breaks out and then back in and just beats you because you know he's too big to like be physical on to stop and then he's fast enough to actually beat you so what like when he was winning he was doing it well but i don't know about against i think corners who are his size in the nfl are going to give him a terrible time right away because like you said his release is too slow yeah. so it's he's really good at going deep and he's good with the ball in his hands and i think that kind of sums him up and that's why i said quarter yeah no, I love the comp, and I kind of went with it, too. I'm glad you brought up DK, because I've heard his name getting thrown around with him a lot, and I just want to say that that's stupid and bullshit. They're like, oh, well, he's a bigger receiver who's not refined. He has a bad three-cone time, but he's, you know, got all of the physical capabilities. I'm like, okay, maybe in, like, a vague way if you're staring at somebody a hundred yards away and looking at someone 150 yards away, they look kind of similar, but he's got a lot more work to do. He's got a solid year with a good wide receiver coach to be where DK was when he was drafted. Yeah. They're, they're not at all the same. (laughs) They're just not. No. I DK ran like a four, three, three or something. Yeah. He was absurd. He was better in pretty much every way. Like, <laughs> I think the only thing that Quentin Johnston has on him is lateral quickness, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. But, yeah. Um, let's go to the other big wide receiver, who I think we both actually like better in yeah. uh, Cedric Tillman. Yeah. Tillman's interesting. He's pretty polarizing in uh, the analyst circle because... I think that there are a lot of people who just watched his 2022 tape and are not super impressed, but his 2021 tape is very impressive. And when when oh, I yeah. saw him as number 85, it was cracking me up because I'm like, he looks like a tight end, and I saw him at number four, and I'm like, no, he's a receiver. It's yeah. like the effect the number has on you is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't want to forget to say that. I like him. I think he's being undervalued. Um Especially in a class that's notoriously small, he's big and he actually plays like it. So I think mm-hmm. he's yeah. probably the most physical receiver in the class. No, he is. He is the most physical receiver. He mm-hmm. will drag corners with him as he gets more yardage. He catches the ball in contested windows. He has really good midair adjustment. He's not like 
blazing fast, but he's got like a four five in his forty. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think it's concerning by any stretch. I really like, you know, that in the air, catching the ball in traffic and not letting the oncoming hit deter you. Um, And then he also dealt with an ankle sprain for a lot of the year, too. So Yeah, he was out some. Yeah. And I think that it was a lingering issue that might have affected that first step. Because I saw in 2021 his release looked a little bit better. So... I think there's a chance he's being slept on by people that just watched the most recent year. And I got to say, he's probably my second or third favorite of the group. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he's up there for me, too. I like him a good amount. He so again, I, I don't know if this is a positive or negative, but I saw him in more NFL type situations compared to Hyatt, which is weird because they're on the same team. Right. But they they kind of covered him differently. Like he usually he got a lot of man. Um, I think a lot of other dude, but like I saw corners near him more frequently, which is, you know, not ideal because like, okay, you want him to get more open, but also like that's how it's going to be in the NFL. So he, he knows how to operate with corners around him, which I think is good to yeah. have in your belt. So I had, I had Mike Evans. I said 75 to 80% Mike Evans as my comp. Cause like everything you were saying as his strengths were like Mike Evans strengths. He's just not as big as Mike Evans. And I said the same thing as basically, I think he, um, at the end here, I can him do like a Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit smaller. Brandon yeah, Marshall is fucking huge. Yeah. Mar- Brandon Marshall's so good. I, Brandon Marshall's like one of my like favorite receivers, like since I've started following the NFL, just because how good he was in so many places with looking back at it, some pretty lackluster like quarterback play. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, he uh, he reminds me of Mike Evans. I saw some like Mike Williams comp, but it didn't really click with me because he wasn't like the acrobatic type. Um, his like I almost wanted to say Adam Thielen, hmm. like not exactly, but the way he's so good at getting open, like at like at the goal line, like he's he uses his size to box out well, and he's good at those like short routes so he'd line up go for a slant it was almost like fucking like a tight end or like aaron hernandez or some shit like in a way um i was trying to think of a tight end around his size but he's he just gets always open at the goal line for like, i feel like so many of his highlights were that and not not, not a, you just go off the of highlights but having that in the arsenal for a big guy just having that goal line option is really nice just using his body like to box out properly not to use the basketball terms constantly but he knows how to use his size and that's the important part and kind of the knock on quentin johnson is not being physical not like playing to your body yeah i mean i think if quentin johnston you know took a leaf out of his book and tried to learn some of the things he's good at he would be a much better prospect yeah and then tillman's pretty solid after the catch too i want to add that as well yeah yeah, like I mean, he's pretty solid. He is da- he is for sure, in, in my opinion, safer than Quentin Johnson. Like I think Tillman's a pretty safe choice. Yeah, I after seeing his film across the the couple years, I really came to the conclusion that people that were off him just hadn't seen his older stuff. I think he's pretty damn good. 
Yeah, like, he, he catches well enough, too. Like, his technique's pretty solid. Like, I don't think there's a situation where... Okay, anybody could bust, but I think, like, his downside is just, like, contributor. I think, you know, top end, you've got a guy who can give you... I'm not, I'm not gonna say, like, Mike Evans, but tor- towards that direction of, like, you've got this consistent, long-term, like, big guy to win, you know, on the sidelines in the red zone, so... Yeah. yeah, I like I like him a good amount. I don't know where I'd rank him exactly, just because he. It's tough to do rankings, and that's why I didn't do it because some of these guys have like a literal foot height discrepancy and are basically <laughs> playing different positions within the yeah. same position. It's there's so much disparity between them all. It's hard to he, rank. He is my favorite of the big guys. Yeah. And he's probably overall personally my second or third favorite. Yeah, I think if I had to rank him, I'd say three as well, um, just overall. Um, let's go to his teammate, unless you have anything else on him before we move on. <laughs> we uh, got Jalen Hyatt here. <laughs> Hyatt Such was a hardy the hardest fucking wide receiver to evaluate. It was so frustrating. Yeah, he... <sighs> So I wrote, the high, it's always open, and you don't need reservations at this hotel. <laughs> He's not just always open. He is wide the fuck open. Always. Every snap was blown coverage. It was infuriating. I'm like, can I get one, just fucking one snap where he's playing against, you know, competition <laughs> that I can even akin to close to NFL level? No. Yeah, it's <laughs> that made it so tough to figure out. So... Some career context on him. In 2020, Tennessee just didn't do dick. Um, and Palmer was the, Palmer was the number one in 2020 with under 500 receiving yards. He just didn't do shit. In 21, he was behind a healthy Tillman and then Velas Jones, which is sort of concerning. But in, he exploded in 22 um, with or without Tillman on the field. He was good in both cases. Um, we've, we've mentioned the kind of gimmicky offense for Tennessee, which, okay, I've watching it. You sort of see it, but I think it's a bit overblown on the gimmick part. They were just like, was the gimmicky? Yes, but were they just playing to their team strength? Like also yes. Also yes. So I don't mind that it was sort of gimmicky, like that it was four verts or four slants, like all the fucking time, because they have Hyatt who's good deep. They have Tillman who's good on the boundaries of deep. They have these guys who can yak pretty well. They've got Hendon Hooker who's weaknesses the middle of the field and strengths are like deep so deep. <laughs> like obviously a fucking course they're gonna do that so i i don't know what, what you want um <laughs> so i uh i think he does pretty well adjusting to catches like that are like thrown a little bit out of his reach without breaking his stride too much the only time i think he didn't do it well was um against fandy a time or two but they're pretty underthrown so i wasn't giving him a huge knock for that and he absolutely shat on Bama, which is great to see, like, when you dong on a top school. Yeah. They did not want to keep a safety deep. This was, like, where my gripe came in. I'm like, Al of fucking Bama is not keeping a safety deep against this guy. Didn't he get, like, five touchdowns or some shit against them? <laughs> like, what? at what touchdown do you change your, your scheme? Like, is it touchdown three? Is it touchdown four? Like, And you know that he, Nick Saban is in that Belichick vein where he schemes each week for the offense they're going against. Yeah. So what the actual fuck were they doing? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was confused there. But anyway, um <laughs> he he was always he was very often super wide open. Um 
and we've talked about a lot of it being uh scheme or coverage based like he does a good job of getting up to the, of the catch and his route running it is again it's what they asked him to do so from what i saw when he was actually covered he sells the sideline breaks pretty well before going up field it helps him like get a step or two and like freeze a guy and then zoom up field when the cornerbacks hit return so like i think he understands the like getting the leverage on the corner um he gets open a lot of comebacks because teams are like always respecting his deep speed and just the offense he's in. Um, he's got good catch technique. I think Hooker. So the more I watched Hyatt and Tillman, the more I was like, I don't know how I feel about Hooker because mm. I saw more of him like leaving stuff on the table. I thought. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I wish Hyatt were like a little bigger, stronger because he doesn't quite shed guy. So I kind of worry how he does against like press strong corners because. Again, like all these guys, like it's kind of tough to judge based on schemes and competitions and like the college rules versus the NFL rules. But when he's got the cushion, he knows how to use it. So the there wasn't a lot to look at with him. So the unknown is like, how does he do when he's pressed or facing tighter coverage or when their safety's deep? And so I, I have a huge range of comps for him. Yeah, I think he could be anywhere from like Demarcus Robinson to MVS to Gabe Davis, like. I'm not going to say Devonta Smith necessarily, but like that is like absolute top end probably. But you put Will Fuller, and I like that too, just in that vein. Yeah. And I I wrote MVS with hands is probably <laughs> the closest, but MVS with hands is a good receiver. Yeah. So how many times have we like MVS wide open drops it? Like right. if MVS had hands, he'd be a solid receiver. So I don't think that's like a shit on him or anything. No, I think that's a MVS. pretty good comp. I think Fuller is kind of his ceiling yeah um, i think yeah like healthy fuller is probably like best case for Hyatt. I'd yeah say. he he does not have a crazy route tree he might be able to run one but as of yeah, now he does not big. have one <laughs> i can't tell with any of these fucking guys <laughs> um he's a little bit slighter he's definitely super fast he has good hands so he's kind of a relative unknown he was really hard to evaluate i don't i'm not gonna say i'm on him or off of him I'm just going to acknowledge that he can probably make the jump to the NFL, but we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, if he can do well against press and physicality, he'll be fine. But if he just, like, if it just doesn't click, then, yeah, if like, he can, Robinson. <laughs> like, yeah, if he can't escape press, which I do think is a legitimate concern, then, yeah, he's not going to last very long. Yeah, and again, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like a, oh, we saw him fail all the time. It was just like, I don't know. <laughs> That's, it's an unknown, not necessarily like a negative for sure. Yeah. And like, unless there's something you saw I missed or he was failing against it. But I, I think it was, for me, just the unknown. Yeah, it's the unknown. It was watching, you know, a college level athlete play with middle schoolers is what it looked like. It just didn't look like, you know, I could bank on that tape for the same kind of production at the NFL level. Yeah, and honestly, I want to give credit to their coaching staff. Just because, <laughs> like, you, you, what did you text me again about their offense? I was like, they must be the most annoying team to play against defensively, but playing for them would probably be so fun. Yeah, it looked like they were having a blast, probably. Yeah. Like, it was just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Pretty prolific offense. Bam! So. Downfield. Bam! <laughs> I give a lot of credit to Tennessee for like utilizing their guys to their strengths. That's that's what coaches need to do. So, <laughs> like, I hope we see these guys get NFL jobs. 
I really hope they're that, already uh, on their way. I think it's Brian Hartline. I hope Brian Hartline from OSU gets into the NFL. Oh, oh dude, he's such a great receiver coach. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. <laughs> and he, so he is another one who said uh, JSN over Wilson and Olave, including Wilson and Olave. <laughs> so that's why, like, part of that, like, I know obviously hyping guys up, but. The coach is pretty objective, I'd say. Like, obviously, like he's gonna love his guys, but mm-hmm. he's ranking his guys, and he still said JSN. I'm like, okay, yep. like, yeah. The okay, that was JSN real quick. I there are a lot of Julian Edelman comps, and it pissed me off because like <laughs> things probably be better, but I couldn't like I couldn't really give a great argument against it, even though it pissed me off. I'm like, I mean, yeah, like same archetype, but it's kind of lazy. I thought. Yeah, I mean, he was what like because he's a lot bigger than Edelman. Pick. Yeah, because Julian Edelman, is he like 5'10"? Yeah, 5'10". So, on it, so about the same weight, but JSN's got like a couple inches on him, two or three inches on him, so he's bigger, built different. It, seemed, it just seemed like a sort of lazy cop to me. Yeah, that's like, but oh, he I, can be in the slot and be reliable. Yeah, My, Michael Thomas, yeah, like or that, like Keenan, Cup, felt a little more accurate than Edelman, I don't know. <laughs> but again, like it pissed me off because I couldn't like give a great... <laughs> argument against it but uh, let's go up to josh downs here he was he was a tough one for me i was watching him i'm like i think this is kind of uh, mozzie's alley but uh, we both like ended on crowder on the cop which is kind of hilarious i i thought of that watching him i'm like this is kind of like him and then i went and looked at something else and saw uh, the crowder cop I basically thought of like Crowder or like Quincy and Nunwa before his neck like gave up on him, mm-hmm. like that type of guy. I think um, I think that's pretty much accurate. I I like Downs. I do think that he will be a slot receiver. I think some of the other guys we've talked about have the opportunity to maybe play outside, but I think Downs is pretty much gonna be in the slot. Yeah, he's just he's too slight to deal with press on the outside he's gonna get redirected on his routes like every time um but i do like how he goes up and gets it i also thought renfro or elijah moore were solid comps as well he only had three drops on 116 targets which is pretty fucking Mm. good tracks the deep ball super well uh he's really good out in space over the middle yeah and not like the crowder comp necessarily it's you know, you hope for more, but Crowder's Crowder's good, and like he's been a very reliable asset. Like I think having a guy who you know is gonna catch it and be open is pretty reliable. So like we're not saying he's bad; we're just saying this is his role, but probably not much more. <laughs> and like, again, that's not bad. Like if if this is what you need from someone, like again, this could be a guy for the Bengals to like replace Boyd. Yeah. I, I, I'm just bringing him up because, like, there's been a lot of discussion about Boyd and we chat with, you know, Bengals fans, so that's going to come up a lot more just naturally. But with Downs, too, though, like, he wants Michael Carter and Javante and Dayami and Daz Newsom were all gone. Like, those guys were all, like, ahead of him, like, targets, touches, everything. So once he got on the field when they were gone, he, like, balled out right away. So, I mean... There's not much you could do about all those guys being there. And we like we liked Diami to get him out as nuisance, whatever, but like Michael Carter and Javante, like really good. So a lot of like competition for touches early on. Um he stylistically, I know we mentioned Crowder, but he kinda plays akin to the Dolphins duo, I thought. 
not as fast, obviously, but he has that same play style. So I like him a lot as like a third guy for Miami. Yeah, I think that would work. He like, because having a guy to fill that, obviously like Waddle can get open short too, but they can use both those guys on the outside. And I think having him to go three receiver so you don't have to play Cedric Wilson. <laughs> uh, who's the other guy that like, Cedric they, they've, yeah, like there was also like River Crickcraft and there was Craig one Kraft. other guy I'm forgetting. There's another guy I'm forgetting too because like, it, oh, oh, was it Sherfield? Was it him? Or is he on the Niners? I, I'm forgetting. That's the point. Like they need they need a reliable third guy, I think, especially with Gaseki gone. So yeah, he I think he would fit in well there. Again, he's solid, good slot option, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, I do think he's pretty much gonna be slotted right, you know, into the slot there. <laughs> oh man um so moving on we th- those are the guys that we both got to look at um unfortunately as we're nearing the uh the draft uh i'm out of town this coming weekend so we're getting pretty close we're trying to cram this in a little bit um and i don't want to just give like i don't want to watch two minutes of a guy and give a sentence on him i'd rather just like spend more time on fewer guys and let you kind of tackle the ones i don't get to so let's go let's go through some of these guys that uh you've got on here do you want to do we've got michael wilson Jaden reed and jonathan mingo yeah those are the last three guys that i looked at um i'll say michael wilson really quickly because i really like this guy but he has a really bad injury concern and that sucks um his catch radius is great he has really good catching technique and he's great in the contested catches He's got that midair positioning, like with his body, where he can just come down with it, even though the throw wasn't nearly where it should have been, like accuracy wise. I see. So, my thing with Michael Wilson is that I see a ton of potential with him. He needs to get healthy and get his body on track. And I think he can slim down a little bit. He's not overweight like fat wise he's overweight muscle wise i think he needs to <laughs> to like just do some more cardio as opposed to weightlifting um because i think he's putting a, too much strain maybe on his tendons and shit but he looks a little bit slow when he runs even though he runs like a four five he looks kind of slow and i can see speed being left there that he can get to because he has the frame he's got a powerful ass i'm just gonna say that (laughs) he's got a dumpy he's got really strong thighs he just needs to do some of that quickness training um and i think he can get his shit figured out because the injuries are a big concern he played like 14 games in three years or something Mm. like that which sucks and it's gonna hurt his draft stock a lot but here's the thing is he was still voted the team captain because he was always there and always working out with the team and was really a leader with them he, well, obviously uh, he was working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's a really good blocker. And what's cool is he got healthy and he did show up at the Senior Bowl and he showed up at the Senior Bowl. He kind mm. of dominated it, actually, which helped his draft stock out a lot because a lot of people were kind of writing him off as injury prone. So if he can stay healthy, he's somebody I really like in the long run. Yeah, because he got he was he was a five year player, mm-hmm. but he did. It looks like he did well his sophomore year, and then injuries, injuries took over. Do you know what the injuries were? I don't. I guess I can look <sighs> that up. But was it like ACL stuff, or was it like hammy stuff? It wasn't ACL. Ball? I think it was like ankle 
and hammy, just like a bunch of lower leg little things. Gotcha. Yeah. It it stinks, but if he can stay healthy, he's definitely a dude. Yeah, 23 reps on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a pretty good receiver uh receiver number for sure. Yeah, he's yeah, he's strong. like 6'2", 213. He's big and strong. Yeah, he's one of the, he's like, I, I was looking through like a, a sheet of like, basically the sizes, the the the, uh, the specs, I should say, no. um, like height, size, you know, all that of these guys. And yeah, he, he was like one of the few bigger ones along with uh, Tillman and Johnston. So it's like everything else might- about him is great. I think he's got really good feet. He's got a great catch radius, good catching technique. He has some amazing, amazing catches in the back of the end zone where you're like, how the hell did he come down with that? Uh, yeah, I, I really hope he can stay healthy. I hope so, yeah. I think him being big, strong blocker will help him out just because he's like the only guy in this class that is he got to fit that. Um Talk to me about Jalen Reed because Michigan, Michigan State's, you know, well, he's basketball solid competition, but they're, they're a top school still. I think Jaden Reed is a sneaky wide receiver that people are sleeping on. He's another shorty. It's okay. Um, he's got so, a lot of that Elijah Moore hey. to him. He's got a really, really good release. He's got that hezzy step, a lot of quickness in the shake and bake kind of stuff where he just kind of jitterbugs everywhere. Absolutely just glides though when he's going across the middle like it doesn't even look like his legs are moving he's just kind of like flowing yeah he's but like what's amazing is he's got an absolutely insane deep ball tracking he's got the body control and he's a little bit sturdier than he looks uh because he is smaller but he's capable of being physical despite that smaller stature and one of the things that i put is he actually is one of the only guys here. He's got three punt returns for touchdowns, mm. which to me shows that he's got some pretty good downfield vision. There's a lot like I, I don't remember the exact stuff, but everything I remember was that there's a lot like linking like good return skills to like your abilities translated to the NFL just because like that's something that's always going to be there is the. The, reading the field and that vision and stuff. Yeah, when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to get to Jaden Reed because he can. He has that in his repertoire, and that's pretty useful stuff." Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like stuff like that, as well as like what will be some guys of draft boards, as if the team sees a special teams contributor as well. Mm-hmm. Being able to kind of like check two boxes with one guy is always nice. Um, did you get to watch Kayshawn Booty at all? I did not. Gotcha. So I got to watch him some. I still don't. I've heard. Boutte and Booty. Um, I so think I don't know it's Boutte, but it would anyway, be cool if it yeah. was Booty. Yeah. So he, it's it's not. I'm not saying he is bad with saying this. I'm like he he doesn't have an archetype from what I can tell. He just seems like really solid all around receiver. He's got like at least on field. Yeah, he's at LSU playing top of competition. Good speed. He's getting open. He's got good hands. He's got good yak. So I have a hard time like pinpointing like one win condition he has like that's not necessarily that's not necessarily a bad thing so i I think he's a really solid all-around receiver who does a lot of stuff pretty well and he was uh lsu right yeah that's also you know a nice (laughs) that's a good conference to be good in (laughs) yeah because they because they just lost a lot of guys too at receiver with all their awesome (laughs) right (laughs) you know jjf 
Jay saw them. So I don't think his combine was great, if I recall, but I'm not really too concerned about that. Because, like, if you're at LSU and you're playing well and you look good on the field, I'm not as concerned about what your combine says. Like, the combine, this is just a general thing. For me, is to, like, kind of help confirm things or it's a little more helpful for small school guys. But his uh, his freshman year, he got, like, so he had, he had 10 games his freshman year, got 735 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, didn't get a lot of games the following year, then 11 this past year. So he... He hasn't been like a huge stack compiler, but again, think about the guys he's had, you know, in 2020, I wasn't Chase still there, right? Was that right? Chase came out the following year. I think so. Or came out that year. Yeah. So in 2020, he's been there. Yeah. So being next to Chase and producing is always a good sign. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So I think he's just a really solid all around receiver. And so I'm not, I'm not entirely sure like where he's going to land or like what is, it's going to be but again he produced at lsu not huge production but looked good there so i feel like i kind of had to mention him because i've seen some people have him ranked pretty high like i've seen some people put him in like top five top ten so yeah he's he's just pretty good all around yeah i I like him a good amount honestly like i i didn't feel like i've just been but i'll watch him at some point yeah i feel like i've sort of been talking in circles with him just because i can't like think of anything i need to say like there's nothing that stuck out that he's bad at either which i guess is always good (laughs) so yeah i like him like i'd probably put him okay let me look through let me look through i not top three but i might put him after tillman's he might he might be number four i don't know okay he He's st- like when I'm when I'm watching him, he definitely sticks out a little more than a lot of these other guys. But he, I think he's probably like a pretty good. I don't know if he could be a number one, but he can definitely be a really good number two. I saw a Robert Woods comp that kind of made sense, but I think he's pre- he's pretty good though. Like he's a pretty good all around receiver. And if I if I think a team if there's a team that just goes we need a, rec- a receiver but we don't know what we want, like he's <laughs> definitely on their on their list. I'd say. Yeah. Boutte. Boutte, booty. He'll He's definitely be a not booty. Third or fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. He seems. Yeah, I think a Robert Woods comp is pretty fair. Yeah, it's, it's hard to describe him. Like, just pretty good all around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, like, again, in this class, like, puts you near the top five, I'd say. So. Yeah. Um, one guy I didn't get to that I've heard a lot about is Marvin Mims. So. I might watch him and then mention him before we start our next episode. Yeah, I caught some of him. I had only done a little bit, though, on him. And he seemed pretty solid from what I saw. I just didn't get to see a whole lot. Yeah, so okay, so some things will slip through the cracks, but it's only two of us. And, you know, we have to not do this full time, unfortunately. So we'll get we'll get to uh, tomorrow of news here. And I'll, I'll try to dig a little more on... Sean Booty. I didn't get to do a whole lot of digging on him, but I liked what I saw. So, yeah. This this receiver class is just, you know, fine. It's fine. It's not an ideal you need a wide receiver. Unless you need a slot wide receiver, then you're then you're fine. Then you're good. But, you can mm-hmm. take one at any round. Yeah, I think... Uh, and it was tough, too, because, like, free agency was not good. Um, I think this helps DeAndre Hopkins a lot if he's trying to get traded, just because... With the way free agency was and the way the draft is, like, there's not 
no one's going to fill the void that they want DeAndre Hopkins to be in. That's so, true. Yeah. And, like, I think... So, okay, I, I want to talk about the Odell contract because, like, our initial reaction was, wow, that was fucking terrible. But the more I've thought about it, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think that he was going to get that much money from anywhere else. No. Like, could they have used the money and roster spot better? I, I think so. But with... They, they are... It's kind of one of those things where, like, should they have been more active early on in free agency to, like, fix it or, like, get a trade? Probably, but they didn't. So, at this point, they've probably been looking through the draft, looking at trade options, and decided we don't want to give up picks because we want to use it on other stuff. And we don't really want these receivers, so we're just going to go get Odell. Yeah. As, you know, because my caveat for everything Odell has been if he's healthy. But if he's healthy, the literally the last thing we saw was him balling out in the playoffs for the Rams Super Bowl run. Right. That he missed a year. So it's there's we literally could not know how he's gonna be when he comes back. We just got a whole piece not too hurt and washed. I think even Odell that who's lost a step is still very, very, very good. Yeah. Like And he might not have lost a step. He got hurt at a really shitty time because he got hurt basically in February. In the, in the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. So he had to miss the entirety of that season. There's a chance he might have been able to come back for like the playoffs of a certain team. And that's about it. So he had to miss an entire year. And so it feels like we haven't seen him in two years. But realistically, Mm -hmm. it's only been about a full year. And he'll have a year and some change to get healthy. So it sucks for us, but it's also kind of good for his recovery. That he gets to now be a year removed plus two months and he gets another three or four before he has to really do stuff. Yeah, because after watching this receiver class, I don't hate the contract as much. I think that's <laughs> Because, funny. like, okay, like, literally, if we're saying, okay, you get an 80% Odell, how many guys in this class are you taking over that? Two? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think you and I are probably both on, like, yeah, like, JSN and Zay Flowers would be happier with probably... Just, just, you know, you, you get the youth of that, too. But otherwise, like, if if especially if they don't sign Lamar long-term and it's, like, one year for each of them and they're trying to just go and they might sign him long-term, but they might not, like... Again, not a great contract, but at this point, the options weren't, like, amazing, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it was. Because, like, you look at these guys in free agency that got paid more, like... You know, eleven a year for Lazard, or fifteen to eighteen for Odell. You know, does it, when you put it that way, it's not as bad. I think. No, no, it's not bad. It's <laughs> just like it was a lot. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a wow, go Ravens. It was like, Ugh. but I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on it as much as the initial reaction was to shit on it. But like I, that was my initial thought too, as well. This bad contract, but I think it was a little. But watching this receiver class probably. Uh, gives us some insight into why they did that. I think. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> probably just gonna wait till next year. Fair take. Mm-hmm. But that'll do it for the wide receiver class. Uh, we'll be back uh, sometime next week with either tight ends or running backs, and some notes on Marvin Mims and maybe a little more on uh, Boutte. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll beat receivers or, or sorry, running backs or tight ends. We'll we'll, we'll see on that. It, I guess it depends what what we're feeling, but. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle. 
And if you're listening, we don't know. Uh, we, we don't need to tell you where to find us to listen. But uh, tell your friends to look up Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We love you. We love you.